Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. Now, here's your host. Lee Cantor here, another episode of Retirement Tips Radio, and this is going to be a good one. Today we have with us John Smallwood with Smallwood Wealth, Wealth Management. Welcome, John. Thank you so much. Well, before we get too far into things, tell us about Smallwood. How are you serving folks? So we are a wealth management firm that deals with a lot of business owners, and our our goal when working with the business owners is to help them structure themselves so they have let's just say the, the the most asset protection that they can get, but also great tax benefits to get as much money out of the company as they can, and then eventually sell it. So we're working with the financial side of that, trying to understand how they can get money out, maximize their tax benefits, protect it, grow it. And then when they sell it, it's not something uh, that's valuable to them so that they could continue their lifestyle and their enjoyment. A lot of people will sell their businesses and haven't accumulated enough money on the outside prior to, and the sale is wonderful, but it doesn't produce the income. Um, so get people thinking strategically is what it comes down to. So now how did you kind of, uh, stumble into that niche out of all the different paths you could have gone in your career? why did you find serving business owners as the way to go? I think what I think what what it was is I was an accounting major for a couple of years in college and realized I didn't really love accounting, but I understood it. It was the finance and the economics. And when I figured out that I could apply both sides, the business owner is a unique person because you control both sides. You control your P&L. You control how your money moves through your business and how you get paid. You also control your time. And then you have the personal side where we work with a lot of corporate people also, but you're limited to just the personal side and the benefits and the things that that person receives with the business owner. It allows the creativity to really come out. And I found myself, you know, I've been doing this for 30 years and I found myself really enjoying the complexity of the business side and really you know, it's kind of like unwinding it to understand how the business got to where it is and how can we make it more efficient? Uh, that's really, and there's a, there's an enjoyment in it. There's a, there's a fun that happens in that. Because it sounds like you're helping the business owner kind of ring out all the value, which there's probably a lot of it they hadn't even considered while they were growing their business. They were just headed down and growing their business. Yeah. I mean, you're so focused on, you know, whether it's growing sales or, or, you know, engagements or consulting agreements or whatever that, you know, however you term it to be, that you're doing what you do and you're doing it really well. And then, you know, the money sort of hits the company and then you have payroll and you have people and you have teams and you have technology expenses and equipment. And all these things are really, you know, there's, there's multiple ways to approach it. And there's some that are more efficient and some that are less efficient. And the idea is I have this concept that I've been talking about for 
a long time called financial leaks, right? There's these pressure points that basically just add extra layers of expenses into a business structure. It's also in your personal side. And like, for, for example, I was talking to a client the other day who owns a business and it was a new client. We're going through the, the process. They're having some issues with their revenue because of the COVID, but they're still pretty good. But one of the things that we were going through is we were looking at all the, all the layers of insurance but I wasn't looking at it from the insurance perspective, whether they were covered properly. That's important also. But we're looking at how the business was actually paying for it. And, you know, all the different layers of insurance, everything was paid on a quarterly or monthly basis. And we figured out there was about $10,000 in finance charges to pay for that. Um, and he wasn't aware of that. If he paid the premiums annually, he'd save 10000 And, you know, that's 10,000 that falls to the bottom line, falls to the profit. And, you know, in the Trump tax law, if it's, you know, an S corp or a proper structure of an LLC, that's qualified business income. And the qualified business income, you know, pay tax on 80% of that if it's structured right. And that's the thing that, you know, so you start looking at all these little things and you start looking at top line, you look at the cost of goods sold. If you can, if you can pull out two to three percent on each line, what falls to the bottom line is unbelievable, which drives the value of the firm if you're going to sell it. And that's Down. now, and then people aren't, um, that's not the lens most business people are looking at their business, right? And that's where it's important to have an expert, kind of a trusted advisor by your side that's kind of watching your back to make sure you are taking advantage of the things that are to you, this is obvious and it's probably right in front of your face, like a, you know, a neon sign, but to the business person, it's kind of buried in the, in the minutia and they don't, they can't even see it. Yeah. You'll get to it later. 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 And it's like, cause you're worried about front sales. You're worried about things that, that are happening. Um, you know, a lot of what you're looking at is, you're really good at what you do. That's why you're an entrepreneur. That's why you're a business owner. And it's all the, what I see is the same things that occur in the business happen in the personal. And there's a tremendous amount of money that's just going out the door that doesn't have to go out the door. And if you can restructure yourself and take sections of the balance sheet or the, or the P&L and make them more efficient, even the debt payments, like, you know, companies that are paying, you know, the way the debt is being handled sometimes, you know, is it long-term debt or is it short-term debt? Are the interest rates right? Um, you know, there's so many little nuances that you constantly want to look at and, and tweak so that at the end of the day, you know, if you can pull out, you know, 15, 20,000, 150,000, 200,000, 800,000 more because of the way you structure it, that goes to the bottom line and that builds your personal wealth. And then once it hits your personal wealth, well, how do you protect it? And, you know, there's the law of unintended consequences, right? Uh, I'm a business owner. I open up my business and I don't have a track record. So I end up, you know, signing personal guarantees on the leases. And, you know, stuff happens, right? People become disabled. People, things happen. And what they didn't realize is they personally guaranteed leases, 
And in this environment where corporate leases and things like that are going down, um, you know, as far as businesses in the Northeast, as far as commercial space, you know, people are working from home and the offices won't be as big. These things could just destroy what is, you know, you know, taken years. Um, so you really have to look at all of your contracts and understand what is in my, you know, in my business that I have personally guaranteed. Um, most people don't, they're not aware of that. And what insulation and layers can I put between that? And how can I restructure these deals? Sometimes you can't and, you know, until you renew your lease or, or something to that nature. So it's a really, there's so many, what's exciting about the business owner is the vision of where he or she wants to go. That's the exciting part of it. And then it's looking at the pieces that are out there and understanding all those components that make that business successful. And then it's, you know, I was working, I'm working with a very successful uh, firm that they, they're growing very quickly, but the way the accountants had them structured is they virtually didn't receive any qualified business income from the structure. And we spent the last, you know, prior to last year restructuring it so that they can, you know, a seven figure type income, which had no qualified business income is now going to get about 800,000, 900,000 of qualified business income, which, you know, that's a tax savings of at 37% plus the state, you're, you're talking almost 80, 90 to a hundred thousand dollars of tax savings. And that is, that's tremendous. Um, and it's money that was just going to a place that most people don't want it to go. They'd rather go to their pockets. Right. So that's where an example of without the right advice, you know, a little thing becomes a big thing pretty quickly. Hmm. And it, buy sell agreements, right? So, so people get together and they say, Hey, I'm going to, we're going to start a company with Joe, Bob and Sally and everybody's contributing and everything's great. And they don't put together an operating agreement out of the get-go. It's like when we make money, we'll do it. And what happens is somewhere along the line, one of the three stops producing. And there's no agreement that says there's no contribution. There's nothing that says Bob needs to keep working in order to get his share. There's nothing that, you know, and that's what happens. People come in and they just sit and they coast. And the other, you know, I see this all the time. People are working, you know, together and early on they're 50 50 contributors or you know 30 30 30 or somebody's got a unique ability they're doing something in the business and the other person is bringing in the sales but the two together can't survive without each other but then all of a sudden that person you know gets a second home somewhere and never shows up in the office and doesn't dial in but he still wants 50 percent of the profits that's not good right <laughs> so uh, that creates a lot of havoc. And mm -hmm. I see that. I see that all the time. Um, and people give ownership away without really thinking through it. That creates that creates problems. Um, so, you know, all these little documents that the business owner should have, the agreements, the 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 goals, the contribution goals, um, there's ways to facilitate it and implement it. Now, we're not attorneys, but we're where people that are going to look at this and say, when we go to the attorney and we start drafting, these are considerations that you should really be thinking about. And most of this stuff is based upon 30 years of seeing really bad stuff happen, right? 
<laughs> yeah, there's been some scar uh, tissue there. There it sounds like a lot of scar tissue. Yeah, a lot of scar tissue. You know, we 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 you know, you make really good decisions and you look back at them and, they, and they're either really good decisions or they're like, why didn't I see that? You know, how did I get there? And that's something that you see in a lot of businesses, you know, there's great success. And then all of a sudden there's, there's, there's not, and there's ways within the operating agreement and the structure that you can create compensation structures based upon contribution so that, you know, the, you can minimize the amount of money that goes to a non-producing person. Um, or you can, you know, trigger a retirement clause or trigger a buyout clause. But even that, that's so subjective. Like, I've seen so many buy-sell agreements that don't address the valuation properly, and they don't address if the if the partner is disabled and he's not coming back. They don't really address how they're going to pay that person out, and it presents a lot of problems um, when that happens because, you know, let's say you know partner A becomes disabled and he was doing, or he or she was doing 70% of the production uh, sales, right? And now that's not happening. Was the rest of the organization able to maintain it or is the business falling apart? And now I've got to buy out a business that is under duress. Right. (laughs) At a price that may not be appropriate. So you know, there are ways to protect against it that, you know, you can insure by sell, you can go uninsured. There's pros and cons to everything that you're going to do. And our philosophy really has always been, let's build this, this blueprint. And as the business owner, we're going to build a personal wealth curve blueprint that we put together, which is a snapshot of everything that you have personally. And then we're going to build one for the business and the business is to really understand, you know, what the cash flows are in the business, what the liabilities are, how well it's protected, um, and where the operating agreements are, the lines of credit, understanding on the lines of credit, you know, lines of credit, what the covenants and the restrictions are. Um, are you maximizing depreciation? Um, do you own, do you own your own building as part of your own business? Is it part of the business or is it in a separate entity? Um, have you taken, you know, big thing that I've seen over the last few, few years is they, in the depreciation side, they came out with the ability to change your depreciation schedule. There's that cost segregation method that, you know, your parking lot has a different life than your roof does and your stairs do and, and it used to be you just had straight line depreciation and now you can you can change that depreciation schedule and get a lot of depreciation up front. Well, that's a decision that you're going to make based upon how you think your cash flow is going to be. You know, you may not want it all up front because your cash flow is structured that you have other things that are going to offset taxes. Um, so there's there's these the business is a unique breathing animal and the person's personal wealth is the same thing. And you have, in my opinion, you can't, you can't make decisions without having both sides of that equation. It has Um, to be a holistic, you have to look at the, 
totality, right? You, it's hard to kind of just work on one side of this without taking the other side into consideration. Right. Because it's, if you make a move personally in your personal plan, how does it impact the business and vice versa? If I change something in the business, how is it going to affect me personally? And, you know, you see it, and this is a problem that, that I, tr- you know, trying to get with the small business entrepreneur, we have this mindset because I'm an entrepreneur. I've been doing this, you know, independently for 30 years. My father and I were partners until he, be- until he became sick. Um, and we had to trigger all the buy-sell agreements. And those were all good things. They're never easy when it's family because you put these agreements in and then there's the emotional side of it, right? Okay. But it's that it's that big picture in looking at the big picture and understanding how all those puzzle pieces fit together and how am I going to address those issues? And then as new things come in, new tax laws come in, new opportunities come in, how do we keep morphing the business so that, you know, when I, we, we have this tendency to put all of our chips into the business because that's going to be where, hey, we're going to make the most amount of money. And that's very, very true. And a lot, but a lot of small businesses aren't sold for the amount of money that they think they're going to be sold. And what happens is the business is gone and we haven't accumulated enough, enough money to maintain our lifestyle. We put, you know, 35 years of blood, sweat and tears into this thing. And we can't even, you know, we're, 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 we should never have sold. And that's, that's the issue that I want to get that fine balance to say along the way, we need to put money out of the business outside. Periodically, the business may need this money right? But it needs to be on the outside because the business will consume it all. The business will consume the money that's there in most cases. Um, you know, it'll find a home and it won't be in your pocket. Right. <laughs> it gets spent. If it's in there, it'll, it'll find a way out of there. Mm-hmm. Now, um, and if you don't make it relentless to get it out, then, you know, yeah, you're exactly right. So go to ask your next question. Sorry to stop you. Now, um, when you're working with folks that are on the path to retirement, is this something that um, you'd like to start working with them maybe at the beginning of their business so it isn't really fully formed yet? Or do you like it after they've already kind of have an established, it's already producing? Like, do you Or do you meet these folks just wherever they are in their journey? Well, typically we meet them where they are in their journey. What I like to, you know, perfect world, get them when they start would be fantastic. Uh, one of our largest clients came to us early on. He was working for a company and they kept, he was very successful in the company that he was working with. Every time he was successful, he was making more than the owners were based on his comp plan. They kept cutting his commission. And, you know, we were probably working with him for two or three months. And he said, ah, I quit. And he ended up, you know, going into the same business uh, and grew the business fantastically, ended up selling it, but he was a very successful person. So like in my industry, a lot of our competitors have what we call, you know, minimums, uh, minimum engagements, minimum, you know, fee structures, minimums. And we've always taken the, taken the bend of, I, I want to be part of your future um, and where you're going. And if you have a, you know, a really good present and you have a great future, that's where I want to be. So I want to 
get with you sooner than later. And I want to work with you and I want to, you know, work with your team. You know, most people have an accountant, most people have an attorney, most people have an insurance advisor, most people have some sort of financial advisor. And the key is working together as a team. And some of those people are fantastic and some of those people are not. And, and you have to look at the quality of the work and see, you know, is this appropriate for what you're doing? And sometimes it requires rebuilding that that team and looking at things differently. Um, but ultimately, you have to think about it. It's your business. The book is It's Your Wealth, Keep It, right? But it's your business and it's your wealth. You need to keep it and you need to get the money out of it. So, you know, so that you 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 benefit from the hard work. I mean, it, it's a lot of work running a business. And every time you turn around, there's some new law and regulation that's going to put financial pressure on you. And that's why you do need this team of trusted advisors that can kind of help you watch out for these uh, potholes that you may not even know uh, are there. And they may not have been there the last time you checked. <laughs> they could be new. Brand new. And it's that that collaboration that I think is really the, the greatest part of it. If you can get a team where the accountant and the attorney and the financial advisor, financial planner, CFP, whatever that person is, can all come together and work in a coordinated way. And they can, nobody needs to be the star, but they can all realize this is, you know, a collaborative effort trying to get the person to the next level. Then you've got a great team. You know, you've got a team that's going to, you know, brainstorm and work on this and do your tax planning all during the year as, as opposed to on April 15th. Right. Um, Where you, they get a box of receipts and say, here, what do I owe? And they're pissed <laughs> that they owe what they owe. Right. And, and then, then they go back to work the next day and they repeat it over again. Right. right. And that's, you know, tax planning starts right now. Right now. And on April 15th and April 16th. And right after that, because it's the decisions that you're making right now as you do things. And, you know, we have this, you know, uh, the PPP loans, right? And the forgiveness of those loans. And there's still a tremendous amount of questions that are going to impact the, the tax, right? As far as I know, I didn't see anything that came out this, 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 this week, but they, they're going to forgive the debt, but... They're taught the way I understand it is they're not going to allow you to take the deductions for the expenses that you paid. So did they really forgive the debt? <laughs> right. It's semantic. No, they didn't. <laughs> right. They, you no, know, you end up paying a tax on it. So like, that's not what the spirit of the law was. Now, who knows if they're going to fix it before we file our taxes, but that's not, so, you know, we're looking at this going, oh, I got a hundred thousand dollars tax free. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Right. And you better be ready for it if it's not. Now, if there's a business owner out there that is um, kind of wants to have a successful retirement and wants to get somebody on their team that really can watch their back and, and really maybe um, take their business finances to the next level, what is the best way to get a hold of you? Because I know on, on your website, you have so much information and thought leadership and you have books. There's a lot of resources. Is that the best place to kind of find out more to see if you're a fit? There's really, there's two websites. There's the John L. Smallwood website, which is really the, the It's Your Wealth, Keep It book, which can be purchased on a a Amazon. Uh, but 
on this Smallwood Associates website, we have our podcast. We have a whole bunch of downloads that you can do. Uh, but what we offer um, is we offer a free, you know, 35, 40 minute, no obligation, what we call a wealth curve conversation, which is us sitting down and, you know, we're doing it online. I, I've always done it online because I think that first initial meeting should be, you know, 30, 40 minutes, find out about you, find out about your family, find out about your business partners, find out about the business, find out about your debt structures, find out about your kids, you know, find out about the uh, college obligations that you have, find out about your protection, find out about your parents, you know, just really just sit and have a conversation about your plan. And what most people, when they go through that, that conversation, they realize there's a lot of things that they haven't spoken about. And, and if you finish the call and you feel that way, then if we feel good about each other, we work together. And if, if you don't feel great about it, then it, that's fine too. It may not, it may not be appropriate, but that wealth curve conversation really is designed to get you to think strategically during that time frame. And it's not about me. It's about you and your stuff and what's going on in your life. Cause you can read all about me and you can see that I'm on, you know, I got a podcast, I got books, I've got awards, I've got all this stuff. That's all nice. But the reality is, do we connect and do we, do we feel that we can help you? Now we do work. I am in New Jersey. I do work from New Jersey to Florida, to Maine, to California, and most of the States in between. You can see which States we are registered in on the website. And if you're in one of the States that is not, we can get registered in those States as 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 well so uh but the key is you know as a business owner retirement is a combination of many things right this is retirement tips right and you know it's not you know the 401k and the and the profit sharing plan in most cases is really not for the owners it's for the employees um you know so we have to really look at where and you know depending on who gets elected there's going to be a lot of changes so you better have a really strong plan heading into this and you better have a really strong, you know, ability to shift as things change. And they always change that no matter what happens, the, the change is coming. The good thing, the good thing for business, it always changes. The bad thing is it affects everybody. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's why the team is important. You better have smart people around you protecting you from the stuff that you're not an expert in and, and, and be humble enough to take the advice. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, I, I, the, the, the content that I put out, uh, the, the, the podcast, the books, it's the intention is to provide the education. We have a, 19 sources of retirement income guide. That's a free download. You put in your name and, and your um, e email. We send it to you immediately. Most people don't have 19 sources of retirement income, right? right. I mean, most people have like three. <laughs> if they're lucky, right? If they're lucky. And what we're looking at is let's build, let's try to get you to 19 sources of retirement income so that when stuff happens, You've got backups. You've got, you got redundancy. You got a you've diversified got portfolio. You got a diversified portfolio. You got a diversified strategy, right? right. You've got a strategy that has many. You're like, and you think about this, right? And well, my my feeling is, most financial 
planners lead with some sort of financial product that's going to be the miracle solution that's going to save all of their lives, right? And that is so not true, right? They have a hammer and my solution or my product is, is, is the solution to all of your problems. And the reality is all of those financial products that are out here in the world are important. The idea is to work on the strategy and then go select the, the appropriate products to fill the strategy. And when you combine them in a unique way for you, you're going to reduce risk. You're going to reduce taxes. You're going to reduce fees. You're going to end up saving more money, having more money, you know, more cash flow in retirement, have more benefits and protection around your wealth and pass more to your family. And, you know, if your strategy doesn't do those seven things, you really shouldn't be doing it. Right. You, you got to know where the true north is and that and that way you can uh, adjust your plan to get there rather than just hope it works. Yeah, exactly. Now, uh, one more time, the two websites, John. John L. Smallwood.com and smallwoodassociates.com. Either one, you can hyperlink back and forth to both. Well, thank you so much for sharing your story. You're doing important work and we appreciate you. I really appreciate being on today, and uh, thank you. Thank Uh, you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We'll see you all next time on Retirement Tips Radio. Retirement Tips Radio is brought to you by Business Radio X, the voice of business in your community. Currently serving over 25 markets, the Business Radio X network is growing fast. We're teaming up with retired execs and established entrepreneurs to support and celebrate local business leaders. If you'd like to make additional income while making a difference, discover more at brxteam.com. 